Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims, and con artists. We don't like these people in its shows. We believe the best way to expose them is to hold them up to a harsh light, point our index fingers in their general direction, and mock them mercilessly, take them down a peg or two until they cease to exist in any other form than the shit on their shoes. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill. And Jack, I'm going to need you to keep uh, away from me about uh, two metre distance. What? Well, you heard me. You're vaccinated. I want nothing to do with you. <laughs> Have you been standing under those big fucking power poles again, Joel? Well, maybe, but that's not the issue here. I've, I've been doing a little bit of research. Oh, fuck. Here we go. And I believe you're probably shedding COVID virus. Oh. Now, apparently, according to Christian Northrup, going near you is going to cause me to be infertile or something like that. Look, it doesn't sound good. Well, that might not be a bad thing, all things considered, Joe, but look, you need to disconnect your internet. Mm. For fuck's sake, the anti-vaxxers are really at it again, aren't they? From bogus ideas of viral shedding, it's not a live vaccine, you fucking morons, to ridiculous claims that vaccinated people are giving unvaccinated women horrific personal issues, including infertility and miscarriages. It's all bullshit, mind you, but with these plague rats feeling cornered, they are lashing out and making us feel like fucking lepers. Yep, and as you said, Jack, this is the anti-vaxxers last stand, and they are not going quietly. And we'll look at all their ridiculous claims in the deeper dive, put their idiocy under the microscope to remind you all that anti-vaxxers are genuinely the worst people on the planet. Well, maybe not the worst people on the planet, but they are up front in a crowded field. And for some more of the worst people on the planet, well, it's time for the Conditional Release Program's Weekly News. So, speaking about the worst people on the planet, yeah, maybe I was being a little bit hyperbolic on the anti-vaxxers because I always forget about pedophiles. Um, They're pretty bad. Actual pedophiles. Uh, Big news this week with monstrous pedophile, former Catholic priest of the Ballarat Diocese, Paul David Ryan, likely to face extradition to the United States of America. The Attorney General of the US State of Virginia has announced two charges against Paul David Ryan for allegedly sexually assaulting a minor in that state in 1979 and 1980. Ryan, who's in his 70s, was jailed in Victoria in 2019, not for the first time, for a minimum of 17 months this time after Mm. pleading guilty to sexually assaulting three boys across Ararat, Warrnambool and Lower Plenty in Melbourne between 1981 and 1992. Ryan is a monster. He has been convicted of multiple counts of sexual assault between and is currently the subject of a, a literal barrage of civil claims from victims that are just hitting the courts now. An estimate of 80 separate victims of sexual assault is not beyond the realms of possibility. In fact, it may be more when we take into account Ryan's travels overseas, paid for by the Ballarat Diocese. Ryan is a notorious figure in the litany of pedophile disgraces that moved in and out of the Ballarat Diocese. He was rejected by St Francis Xavier Seminary in Adelaide after two years for what was described as, quote-unquote, inappropriate conduct in the mid-1970s. He was then sponsored, unbelievably, by the Bishop of Ballarat, Ronald Mulkerns, mm-hmm. to enter the Corpus Christi Seminary in Melbourne, where he fell into the orbit of Father Ronald Pickering. Pickering and Ryan and other priests would routinely abuse boys on the premises of a presbytery in Armadale in Melbourne. And this was well known within the Ballarat Diocese and to Mulkerns in particular. 
Now, Paul David Ryan sexually assaulted a boy on the day he was ordained a priest. His history as a priest is a long list of pedophilia, usually with teenage boys in Warrnambool, in Ararat, in Ballarat, and elsewhere within the diocese. Uh, Ryan gave uh, evasive evidence to the Royal Commission before Chief Commissioner Justice Peter McClellan stopped stopped him and warned him about the consequences of lying to the Royal Commission. Uh, Ryan departed the Catholic Church under most unusual circumstances. He was essentially let go by the diocese. Mulkern's right-hand man in the 1990s, Bishop Brian Finnegan, now retired, but was then Vicar General Brian Finnegan, so Mulkern's sidekick, who, by the way, lied his face off at the Royal Commission and should be charged with perjury for it, was presented with a document while he gave evidence, which was an employment separation certificate in Ryan's name. And this was significant because until then, the church had always claimed that its priests were not employees. Uh, Ryan was given money by the diocese, but how much is not known? Uh, it was certainly enough for him to travel the world. And when he was finished doing that, made his way to Broome in WA, where... I've heard anecdotal information, at least, that he and another priest, who I can't name at the moment, preyed on young Indigenous boys in and around Broome. And that area has one of the highest suicide rates among Indigenous men in Australia. And I believe a number of those suicides are attributable to Ryan's predatory pedophilia. And now the Virginia... Attorney General in the US has called for more victims to come forward. Ryan was in Virginia in the 1980s and the 1970s and 1980s while receiving so-called treatment for his pedophilia, all funded by Mulkerns and the Ballarat Diocese. There will be more victims there and in Maryland, almost certainly. Uh, if the uh, extradition proceeds and the now 72-year-old defrock priest is dispatched to the US and convicted there, he will die in jail. And that would be fitting for this scumbag. And the real story is yeah. the diocese under Mulkerns facilitated a pedophile priest like Paul David Ryan. It was known how bad he was and they just kept shuffling him around where he would prey on more unsuspecting victims. Burn in hell. You cunts. Oh, man, that's not nice. Well, Jack, on the other side of the ledger, consider the fate of Liddell Lee, the 51-year-old black man from Arkansas who was executed by lethal injection in April 2017. Yes, Joel, he was sentenced to death for the bludgeoning murder of a 26-year-old Little Rock woman, Deborah Reese, in 1995. At least conviction contained numerous miscarriages of justice. He had an intellectual disability, uh, having been diagnosed with fetal alcohol syndrome, and that alone would have prevented the, the uh, death penalty. And that evidence, by the way, was not produced to the jury at trial. The trial judge was having an affair with one of the prosecutors in the case, and that evidence was not presented to the jury. There was no physical evidence that put Lee at the scene, no fingerprints, and this was always acknowledged in trial. Uh, his counsel declined, however, to have physical evidence like the club used to kill miseries and a bloody shirt found at the scene DNA tested. And in a mandatory appeals process, after the death sentence was handed down, Lee's counsel presented to the Arkansas Federal Court, drunk as a lord and slurring his voice. That's fucked. And now, as a result of an extensive legal process undertaken by Lee's family, the state of Arkansas has had to reveal that the club and the shirt contain DNA of a person who is not Liddell Lee. The murder weapon has no DNA from Liddell Lee on it. Uh, the majority white jury convicted Liddell Lee in the wake of the O.J. Simpson acquittal 
where racial tensions bubbled away in the US. And while it is true that Lee was subsequently convicted of two sexual assaults of two other women after his conviction for the murder of Ms. Reese and charged with another abduction, a murder of a young woman, which led to a hung jury in that case that the state determined not to pursue, it is clear there was reasonable doubt about his guilt in the Reese murder in evidence that was not presented to a jury. Uh, Liddell Lee was placed on death row in virtual solitary confinement in 1995. And that is the sort of cruel and unusual element of this of, of capital punishment, that basically yeah. he was sentenced to jail in solitary confinement for 22 years. And 22 years later, he walked to his state-ordered death. His yeah. last meal was a Holy Communion wafer and a sip of communion wine. He had always maintained his innocence. Now, Lee's execution came in the rush that swept many US states when the anaesthetic drug midazolam used as a precursor, the first of two injections that leads to death by lethal injection, was prohibited. The Swiss manufacturers of the drug refused to supply further quantities of midazolam, knowing they would be used for executions. And with the expiry date of stocks of the drug running out in the US, there was an unseemly haste to bring, in, bring on executions, including that of Liddell Lee, who was the first man executed in Arkansas since 2005. At a news conference on Tuesday, Governor Asa Hutchinson defended Mr Lee's execution. It is my duty to carry out the law, he said, adding that the facts is that the jury found him guilty based on the information that they had. A lot of information they didn't have. Mm-hmm. He called the new DNA evidence, DNA evidence that has emerged, quote, unquote, inconclusive. Mm. Leslie Rutledge, the Arkansas Attorney General, said on Thursday that she was not swayed by the new developments. The courts consistently rejected Liddell Lee's frivolous claims because the evidence demonstrated beyond any shadow of a doubt that he murdered Deborah Reese by beating her to death inside her home with a tire thumper, she said in a statement, adding, I am prayerful that Deborah's family has had closure following his lawful execution in 2017. America is broken beyond repair. Take a seat next to vicious pedophile Paul David Ryan, Governor Hutchinson and Attorney General Rutledge. If there ever is a reckoning of this case, perhaps not in this sphere, but another, you two are going straight to fucking hell. Jesus Christ, Jack, that was depressing. (laughs) All right. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. That's all right. Look, we're going to move on to something a little bit funnier. And look, it's also running on the vicious pedophiles line uh, because oh, these are the pedophiles. original child eaters themselves. <laughs> Bill and Melinda Gates. I mean, there is not a baby on this planet they do not want to viciously assault and eat. I mean, it's just the way it works. So their relationship is on the rocks. It's very sad. Maybe they're fighting over the last mm. baby they were going to eat or something mm. like that, but they're going to call it quits. It's a divorce. It's like Charles and Diana all over again. I just can't keep being hurt like this. <laughs> Bill and Melinda, or as I like to call them, Belinda, which I Belinda. made up for that like segment. It. Mm. So shit. Have been very busy at work, either vaccinating people and trying to cure malaria or systematically reducing population through a calculated plot using vaccines and mobile signals to kill poor people. I don't know. Depending on how you look at things, yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's just a matter of which search engine you use, really. You know, <laughs> Google says philanthropy. <laughs> DuckDuckGo says mass murder. I don't know. Look, it's two sides of the same coin, really. So they said that we no longer believe we can grow together as a couple, which is either because there's nobody left to vaccinate or nobody left to kill. I don't really know. (laughs) But we're not here to deliver the bad news. 
Well, we are here to actually expose the truth about Bill and Melinda, or should I say Bill and Kevin? Kevin? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, strap in. Strap in, Jack. <laughs> we are going on a we are going on a fucking ride. So the conspiracy <laughs> universe is vast. We've covered a lot of the dark corners of these dumb fucks before, but this one really gets me. One element, I've heard about this ages ago, and it just keeps on popping up its ugly head. It's a thing called transvestigation. Hmm? It's basically a bunch of creeps on the internet that think that most successful women are, in fact, men. So you've got <laughs> Michelle Obama as Big Mike. Lady Gaga is a dude. They look at photos and certain angles to find masculine features. They circle them and point them out and say, look, it's Adam's apple. <laughs> this like, is so nuts. Yeah. It's so pathetic. It's really weird. And it's one of the things that really, like, I'm not completely sure what the, the origins of this is, but it feels like the whole idea is that only men can be successful. Yeah. Yeah. So, any yeah. successful woman has got to be a guy. Yeah. You know? But, and like, I don't know anything there's, there's could possibly more misogynistic. deeply misogynistic about it Absolutely. all. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really fucked up. But the thing that then spins it around at the fucking top is that as I was researching this, turns out they think Bill Gates is a woman. I don't know. I just don't know anymore. Ooh, like Ugly woman. Yeah, well, ugly I mean, you, you can see why they transitioned. So, I mean, like, it's just... <laughs> I just, yeah, anyway, look, I'm not expecting this to follow any kind of logical consistency because let's face it, like this is where we're at. So people have been suggesting that Melinda Gates is a man for ages and it's his transvestigation crap's usual shit and the terrible evidence they have for this is always just a bunch of nerds cruelly picking apart the face of an aging woman. It's Mm. really fucked up. I mean, Mm. she's just getting a bit older. I mean, it's just, just awful, awful people. But this time they've just like basically just jumped the shark because- to establish a baseline, we have to go back in time here. We need to mention that Bill and Melinda have, in fact, been executed in around 2013, probably in Guantanamo Bay, and quite likely by the good guys. But course, we don't really know. Of course know. they have. It's, of course they have. The details yeah. are murky. It's it's hard when they don't exist. So basically, to keep up appearances, they have body doubles doing their rounds. So you know, you've got people in their place that are you know, I don't know what they're doing. Like, are they evil? Like, there's a lot of questions here. But yeah. this really does clash for me with the idea that Bill Gates is an evil person trying to depopulate the world because technically he's been dead. I mean, like, who's more evil than Bill Gates? I'm Bill Gates' body double, apparently. I mean, where do they find these people? Like, uh. it's just bizarre. Like, is there an asshole shop where you can just buy these people? The initial theory was that Melinda Gates is actually Robin Williams. You know, that's, rest that's his soul. A, that's, a, that's, that's a hairy woman right there. That is a huge <laughs> woman. I mean, Robin that's Williams, God love him, God, and God, don't we miss him. Yeah. He's actually a, a walking fire hazard. Anywhere near a naked <laughs> flame and that guy could go up. Yeah, he was. He was sort of like Chewbacca, wasn't he? Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, basically what they're saying is that Williams never killed himself but actually took on the role of a lifetime in becoming Bill's wife. Uh, it's weird. And, uh, of course, they refer to this as Mrs. Doubtfire. Of course they is, would. That's where it's yeah. come from. Someone's watched Mrs. Doubtfire for the fourth time and gone, there we go. Look, yeah, Robin yeah. Williams is a passable woman in this. I've oh got it. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Belinda. Yeah, it's fucking really good. So since then, and this is just a recent development in the dickhead sphere, Idiots on the internet noticed a few things. Now, firstly, Melinda Gates looks like Kevin Klein, and I will give them this at a pinch. (laughs) There is a similarity if you look at the right photos in the right light, but there is an issue with this in the fact that the picture that they're using of Klein is about 20, 25 years old. He's 73. Melinda's 56. So either 
as the <laughs> conspiracy universe is pretty fucking quick to pull the trigger on, there's some time travel shit going on here. Yeah, or it's just that classic cognitive dissonance. You know, I found this answer. It must be this. Nutters. Mm. So it even goes deeper than that. Bill Gates' ex-girlfriend, who he remains close to, is actually married to Kevin Klein's brother, Alex Klein. Wow. I mean, this is just like catnip to these people. You see them getting so excited about, look, oh, we figured it out. I fucking knew it the whole time. And not only that, but Kevin Klein is married to Phoebe Cates. And uh, Bill and Melinda's daughter is named Phoebe Gates. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. That really gets a noggin jogging, doesn't it? Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I don't really know what this means, uh, but, uh, no. ooh, look, big coincidence. Like, you know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, just just tell me what to think at this point because that's just too <laughs> spooky. So, I mean, look, it's just tiring reading this shit and I had to go to about four different websites to get the full picture. But it's just, at the end of the day, what's going on here is that Bill and Melinda are calling quits. And this actually has a potential impact on the way in which a huge element of like the World Health Organization functions. I mean, these mm. guys are like the powerhouse behind public health around the world. We don't know what's going to come of this. It mm. might be nothing. I mean, they're probably just going to yeah. continue business as usual and just yes. stop banging or not banging as the case probably was. And But the main thing that I got from this is this delightful theory that Melinda Gates is Kevin Klein. And honestly, the main takeaway is conspiracy <laughs> theorists, get a new hobby. Get You're all cooked. Hobby. You yeah. just need to fucking disconnect your internet connections. Uh, madness everywhere we look, Joel. And there's more coming because now it's time to get the hacksaw blades out and carefully saw the skull off and have a good poke around on the pink goo inside. Take a look at the clinically insane and the terminally fucked in our new segment that poses the eternal question that has vexed historians through recorded history when we ask, which black pill fuckwit said that? Another thirsty listener who needs to keep their stubby cold is a long-time listener, first-time caller, Sandy. And you did it, mate. Good I Sandy. actually like this one. This was a great submission. Jack, you will hate it. It's quite difficult. Uh-oh. Actually, I'm, I'm going to try Uh-oh. and make it easy for you by giving you some really shit options. Uh-huh. I mean, you, you could very well get this one wrong. I really like this. And this comes from a video that shows the downward spiral of someone who is absolutely clinging to the last remnants of their sanity and not clinging well. <laughs> not clinging well. They're, it's bad. This is my circus. And all of you are my monkeys. Mm, this is my circus and all of you are my monkeys, right? Yep, that's the one. What are we so, up? Is this Australia's answer to Lynn Wood, an unhinged paranoid lawyer to the stars, Serene Tafaha? Is it serial grifter and Shanghai enthusiast, Raphael Beliachi Fernandez? Uh-huh. The CEO of Harvey Norman and proud <laughs> keeper of JobKeeper, Jerry Harvey? Yeah, or well, failed reality TV contestant and terrifying cult leader, Monica Smith. Ooh, well, look, we all are Jerry Harvey's monkeys. And um, yep. he, he just might not have said it. He said some controversial <laughs> things over the years, and he may he may sort of know deep he in his heart that we are this, all yeah. his monkeys. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I don't think he would have come out and said it. No, no, not uh, Serena Farha see that either. I am going to go with Monica Smith. Oh, look, oh, I no. want you to be right. And I told you this was hard. I told you it was hard. Oh, no. Basically, is it Fernandez? Nah, it's, it's Serene. Oh, really? This is my circus and all of you are my monkeys. She's, yeah. She- 
She was describing her courtroom appearances. Amazing. So she's basically doubling down on her whole uh, VLSB thing and saying how they're all out to get her. And she, I think she almost started crying toward the end of the video. It's quite a harrowing piece of footage. Um, but it really does show her just in the absolute depths of despair and really, really? just losing grip on reality. I'll, uh, I'll send yeah. you the link. It's, it'll yeah, be funny I, look, if it wasn't I, I, sad. I think... I think that I need to cheer. If I need to cheer up, I'll need to look at that video. <laughs> <laughs> but See how the game goes today. God, got well. one wrong. So, yeah. Uh, this one's great. This is the quote. Go on. Keep building your web of lies. Let's Ooh. see who's holding the potato when the music stops. Oh. Wow. I just, yeah. Okay. Like, what does that fucking mean? So, Go is on. this the famous Australian potato that loves to be held, Peter Dutton? Is it the functional, illiterate, former, and likely, considering how his telegram feed's going, current security guard, Fanis Panayidis? Yes. Is it the child porn enthusiast and the artist formerly known as Q, Ron Watkins? Or is it the headlights eradicator and independent men of Hughes, for now, Craig Kelly? Wow, gee, there's an illustrious company there. We would need to be very oh, yeah. careful with Peter Dutton, who will sue. Um, <laughs> he uh, will, he will. <laughs> he will sue. I see the potato reference there, but I think... We are talking red herring um, with uh, with his <laughs> suggestion, but I think we're also sort of going into some weird ass culture. I mean, we all know how to play musical chairs, but has anyone ever played musical chairs with a fucking potato? <laughs> I, I mean, I think we I think we're into sort of the sort of uh, cultural mores of of uh, you know one of those sort of fictitious Eastern European countries. Yes, you know yeah. The, yeah. the the potato. We're from we're from dysmorphia, and uh, <laughs> and we play uh, we play uh, with a potato. We play That's we it. play musical chairs with a fucking potato. Could be yep. Irish, I suppose. Could be Irish. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so we've got. I'm, I'm dismissing Dutton. Functional illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> and likely current security guard Fanos Panayidis. No, I just don't see him. I don't see him playing with pian- uh, with, with, with potatoes. No, it's almost too insightful for him. Ronnie Watkins, head. Yes, <laughs> Craig Kelly. I mean, he's got the cleanest scalp I've ever seen. Uh, Craig Kelly, um, uh, headlights eradicator, independent member for Hughes. Gee, he could play. He could play musical chairs with a potato. But I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm going to go with Ron because I think it's something hey. he would crazily say. Yes. It yes. really is. It is absolutely something he would say. What a cooked <laughs> thing to say. Because, like, what he's doing at the moment is he's on Telegram and he's posting more and more like you. So he's right. just like putting out all these, like, you know, like the stream of consciousness posts where it's like, you know, double down. What do we think of that? <laughs> Questions? Answers? Yeah. It's just so obviously Q. But the great one is that, like, you know, I think that Q, what he did was he got a lot more thought into it and was a lot more, uh, you know, sort of pointed about it. Whereas now he's just sort of babbling on a keyboard. So, yes, we will see who is holding the potato when the music I, I, stops. I'm, I'm also going to go out on a limb here and say that Ron Watkins has never played music on chairs because <laughs> he thinks you play it with a potato. And he never had a childhood, so there's that. Yes, I mean, there's that. Yeah, 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 there is that. You can just tell that kid was never a kid or never allowed to be at least. <laughs> never um, allowed to be. Because his dad was a child. Yeah. This one mm. is great. I like this one. It's a little bit tricky as well uh, where it came from, and I think I'm going to catch you out on this one, but let's see how we go. <laughs> the point is what is being called science is actually pseudoscience or more uh-huh. specific, 
scientism and has nothing to do with the scientific <laughs> method. She's got to flip it. Now, okay. Yep. 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 This one's got half points available. If you get the the backup answer, there are two answers to this, but one of them's two right. Answers. One of them's oh, one of them technically right. This sounds in serious breach of the rules. But anyway, go on. I look, man. I am making this shit up as I go along. <laughs> so once again, we've got pseudoscientist and a man more in need of a haircut than anyone oh, in yeah. history. David Avocado Wolf. We know he still needs a haircut. He's such a sex pest. Um, Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. allegedly. I believe, still friend of the program. I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe it's growing weary. Pete Evans. Close friend of the program. Yes. Close friend. Good mate. Former furniture salesman and current science enthusiast, Craig Kelly, because we know he loves his science. Mm. And then we've got Dr. Carl. Fuck, I hate these loud shirts. Please kill me now. (laughs) Crystal Nicky. Dr. Carl. Mm, okay. Yeah. So we've got David Avocado Wolf, Pete Evans, friend of the program, close friend of the program, and former, close friend of the program. <laughs> former furniture salesman and current science enthusiast. He's a, he's a science. He's a scientician. <laughs> really, Craig, isn't he? Craig he Kelly. Science. Scientician. Great. Uh, and Dr. Yeah. Carl, fuck, I hate these loud shirts. Please kill me, Crystal Nicky. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take out Dr. Carl because he is a he is a science guy, and and what's what's basically being yes. said here is that the science you know is not science, and the and the mm. pseudoscience is the real thing, and that's got to be Pete Evans. Half points, half points, half point. I will admit, I I did find it on Peter Evans' Telegram, but that mm. is original content from one David Avocado Wolf. David Avocado Wolf. Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Pete, Pete and the thing vomits is, up yeah. David Avocado Wolf all the time, all the time. So you definitely get half points for that because I mean, let's face it, they're basically the same person. Have you seen them in the same room together? <laughs> I haven't. So. <laughs> Deacon Pete puts the wig on and makes himself look unkempt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it could be. Yes, look, that it is straight. It, you can just see that straight off the Pete Evans feed from David Avocado Wolf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's one and a half points. Smug things. One and a yeah, half points. See, I mean, it's a it's pass. It's not too bad. It's a pass. It's a pass. Look, I, I reckon <laughs> basically, you know, um, you'll get the, I don't know, probably mid rate Kmart cookware. Just like a small thing, yeah. but no lids. So none of your cooking can be done quite as effectively as you'd like it to. I'm not excited about that. <laughs> then do better. We ask listeners to send us an email if they've come across something really, really stupid said by Black Bill Fuckwits. We want your input, listeners. If you've recently come across something posted that is so odd, so bizarre, that it can only be appreciated by the criminally stupid, drop us a line. And we'll flick a conditional release program, Stubby Holder, uh, any list of contribution that features in this segment. Sandy's uh, Stubby Holder is in the mail to her, uh, and when it arrives in the next year or so, delivered by the fine people at Australia Post, she will be able to point and laugh at all of our other listeners and say, nanny, 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 in a really annoying way. With a drunken slur. Remind listeners, the conditional release program stubby holders are the coolest stubby holders knocked up in Australia from our very own local child labour. The stitching around the base is first class. So fine. You can only do this quality work if you've got tiny little child fingers. And it's all yours if you can tell us which black pill fuckwit said that. Drop us a line, listeners. I think we should send the kids back to the coal mine personally. But in lieu of that, stubby holders <laughs> are yours if you send yeah, us an email on the conditional right. release program at gmail.com. There you go. There you go. But we haven't quite finished with fuckwits for the day because now we have to scrape off the scab of the anti-vaccination movement and poke it with a stick, sniff at the pus, and maybe have a little lick 
to see what it tastes like when we take a deeper dive into the anti-vax movement and how they're winning the battle in a pandemic-ravaged world in our deeper dive. As the vaccine has rolled out across the world, the anti-vaxxers are not going quietly into the night. The so-called rushed experimental vaccine, blah, blah, fucking blah, has had a great impact on COVID-19 thus far, and anti-vaxxers will use anything they can do to spin the numbers to make it seem like a failure, or just anything. I mean, like at this point, just less of a success. I mean, they're mm. really clutching at fucking straws. Yeah. And with these pepperings of fear-mongering and lies about future health disasters yet to come based on absolutely fucking nothing, they've just come up with these wild things to make normies and concerned mothers especially terrified of the vaccine and now vaccinated people in pursuit of this ridiculous goal it's fucking nonsensical they're basically what they're doing and you can see it's quite transparent they're trying to flip the table on vaccinated people and turn them into the lepers so it's becoming quite clear that it is not a good idea to be hanging around with anti-vaxxers this year. And while yes, the, the that's vaccine the reality does, of it. that's yeah. the fucking reality. Yeah, like no, no matter what narrative they put in, and no matter what wing nuts do, that is the reality of it. Anti-vaxxers mm. are bad news right now. So trying to flip that narrative on its head is actually politically quite clever. In the situation where the vaccine does massively reduce transmission of COVID, it does massively reduce the severity of illness if you get it, it's still going to be floating about. Vaccinated right. people can still pass on the virus. You can still get kind of sick, just not much sick. And you can still give it to unvaccinated people who honestly at this point almost fucking deserve it. So <laughs> it's just this ridiculous idea. They're just trying to fight this perception that they are worth avoiding by flipping the, the script and making vaccinated people seem dangerous to unvaccinated people. Yes, and that sort of first element is, is viral shedding. We mentioned at the front of the program. Uh, and it comes from a tiny kernel of truth. A, a live virus-based vaccine can shed a viral load. A live virus-based vaccine can shed a viral load. Of course, this Pan. is so minute that it's hardly transmissible and mostly found in feces. Don't go playing with your yep. poo, people. <laughs> it's disgusting and you will get crook. So if you don't eat yes. the turds of a freshly vaccinated person, you're fine. But, of course, yep. the COVID vaccines simply are not live attenuated viruses. They simulate the spike protein found in COVID to provoke an immune response. You have doctors saying with a straight face that people can catch COVID from vaccinated people. You have some doctors, that is. It's just not yes. true. These people are not only idiots, but serial liars. Oh, totally. I mean, like these, you know, these are the osteopaths in the States who, like, you know, try and say that germ theory is not a thing and that COVID's actually caused by environmental issues. I mean, these uh. are fucking idiots. But this sort of bullshit is funneled down into these real world scenarios where actual institutions are taking on this information and making actual decisions, which is fucking bonkers. A tattoo parlor in the US claimed they would refuse service to people who have been vaccinated because they were terrified of shedding. A shitty crystal store in the state, no surprises there, (laughs) had a sign saying that vaccinated people were not welcome in the store. I mean, how these things are legal, I don't know. And then, of course, we've got, which we covered the other week, Matilda Bowden, longtime social worker and vicious conspiracy theorist. Mm. Holy shit, she's a piece of work. She sent a letter to her NDIS clients, her disabled clients, saying she refused to work with recently vaccinated people due to fears of viral shit. I mean, we we, we talked about that. We talked about that uh, in a recent episode uh, in a news item. So it makes me so angry. 
And, you know, she, she ex- included a link to her Rumble page, which is like a sort of bit shoot, sort of like, you know, dodgy YouTube type thing, which has mm. all these videos explaining this complete bullshit, just yeah. trying to terrify her autistic clients who are just trying to, you know, do the right thing. This is disgusting. Well, and firstly, Joel, where, where, where will I get my crystals from now that the Ooh. shitty crystal store has said I cannot <laughs> go in if... Been, and I have been vaccinated. I get my second shot in about uh, about six weeks. Um, so uh, yeah, look, that's what I'm worried about. Matilda Borden, we're going to see we're going to see this kind of reaction, um, but yeah. there's always going to be the other side of of that reaction too. So there are going to be oh, there yeah. are going to be commercial proprietors and so forth who make up policy on who's vaccinated and who's not, and most of it's going to go the other way. Oh, yeah. Oh, in a big way. I mean, like, the thing with these is you can find these sort of things happening in unregulated places. Like, there's this rich kid idiot factory, which is basically claiming itself to be a school called the Sentner Institute, which is the, the love Centner child of two Institute. rich idiots. Ooh. Yeah. That fucking idiot who was in India who filmed herself in a car saying, look, nobody died around me. It's all a hoax. Mm. She is uh, – her, her school, her school in Miami – She a big wig at the Sentner Institute? Yeah, well, she's, she's the Sentner. So, yeah, like, you know, she runs the fucking place. <laughs> And um, and basically, her her school is home to Christiane Northrup and Kelly Brogan's children, I believe. That was on the Conspirituality podcast. Uh, so, two very big anti-vax and the disinformation dozen are clearly paying their school fees. And the thing is, in a place like Miami, where this school is, it's so fucking unregulated there that you can have this situation here where this center person is saying to teachers that if they're vaccinated, they cannot be in contact with students and that they're not going to hire vaccinated people. And it's like... Surely that's illegal. And then you realize Rob DeSantis is in charge and you're in fucking Florida, the weirdest fucking place on the planet. And you know what? It's probably completely legal to do this. Just astounding stuff. Mm. And like, what a bizarre thing to do. We are not going to hire you if you're vaccinated. If you're and vaccinated. Like, just what? Yeah. What? There will, there will, there certainly will come a reckoning for these people. And, and Facebook is absolutely alight with idiots discussing how being near vaccinated people have uh, or might affect uh, women's menstrual cycles, Joe. Yeah. No, it's just complete crap. And some of them have even gone as far as to claim that contact with vaccinated people have caused them miscarriages, which is such mm, a just no. dodgy thing to be saying. Yeah. And whether these miscarriages ever happened or anything, attributing it to being near a vaccinated person is literally impossible it's just no like just what is wrong with these people so these Mm. ridiculous anecdotes that are all over social media have created this sense of fear and doubt which is exactly what they're intending to do and it uses women's reproductive health as this weird legitimacy shield for absurd conspiracy theories and more broadly more broadly just sexual relationships you know yeah i mean more broadly that i mean and that's sort of getting people where they live or a lot of people where they live yeah keep the fucking anti-vaxxers out of my bedroom please and this is the thing like this thing that really worries me is this like you know when it comes down to it the placebo effect is real and when people have this stuff in their head it fucking manifests so like just stop saying it because this is bad for society (laughs) they won't stop they won't stop and it's also widely suggested in anti-vaxxer circles to abstain from sex with vaccinated partners so again they're getting you where you live it would appear Mm -hmm. as a basic political tactic to weaponize sex in the culture war against public health it's baffling that these people feel so compelled to lie through their teeth to maintain a plague 
it's really hard to reconcile how insane this all is. Yeah. And this is compounded by the complete lie that the mRNA vaccines change your DNA. They absolutely Ooh. do not. But no, 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 not no, only no. do they say this is the case, but that these genetic mutations will transfer to your children. Once again, mm-hmm. suggesting that people do not breed with vaccinated people. It's fucking madness. Yeah, I am absolutely shit-counting our plans to have children, Jack, and they were going to be beautiful. <laughs> but now they're going to have elf heads or some shit. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. even know. Frogs. Frogs. Basically, uh, frogs or possibly chickens. <laughs> yeah, well, at least you can eat the chickens. Frogs' legs, not much meat. Uh, so basically, to compound Drumstick. the fear around these fucking COVID vaccines. The mm. anti-vaxxers have been systematically abusing the self-reporting mechanisms for adverse reactions to vaccines. <sighs> That's so, nasty. you know, we have our own one in Australia. I can't remember what it's called, you know, like a V-A-E-R-S. Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, yeah. Yeah, mm. and basically it can be used by anyone to report issues around vaccines, which is kind of good. It's completely unverified information, but a system like this with self-reporting can help authorities track down any kind of issues that come from vaccines, even if they're correlations. Yeah, yeah. well, it would, but these, but but instead, a sort of call in centre which could do some good is being bombarded with fucking yeah, bullshit. idiotic uh, yeah. bullshit calls. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Basically, you know, you've just got this situation where anti-vaxxers are once again weaponizing this in mm. order to demonize vaccines. So they have all these fake reports. People are saying that there's has been reporting up to a hundred thousand deaths from vaccines. No, no. no. Now it's difficult to say no. how many people have succumbed to adverse reactions from the COVID vaccines, and people have, especially with the blood clots, the AstraZeneca thing. I'm not going to sit here and say that no one has died from an adverse reaction for the COVID vaccine. They they really have, but not a hundred thousand. And it's so typical no, of fucking anti vaxxers yeah. Everything and, and has it, to be hyperbolic. And it wouldn't be one. It would uh, not even. Uh, I mean, that number with a complete global vaccination would, would get you yeah. to just no, to those just sorts not of at all. But of course, everything has to be a big number to these fucking children. Mm. So it just that just drives me nuts. It's just one other thing they've destroyed in their ideological battle, which just absolutely knows no bounds when it comes to lying and dishonesty. And like, you know, the thing with vaccine efficacy, and this is one of the things that anti-vaxxers love to throw around, which is that they're not 100% effective. And it's, it's all the numbers we get, they eventually just become meaningless. But AstraZeneca claimed they get 76% efficacy yeah. for two doses. Pfizer well, claimed they got 95%. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And like, you know, look, that's it's it's okay. 95 is pretty bloody good. But then you've got other studies where a study in South Korea found that even one dose was 86% effective for AstraZeneca, which, yeah. the, you know, the 76% was actually full, full you know, vaccination. So the numbers yes. are wildly changing, but they're yeah. up there at the top. Well, I mean, basically, well, all that means is that is that we just need the data. I mean, and the data will roll out with a vaccination, vaccination rollout. Yeah, so we're the very, that, very early days. I'm happy for the data to be crunched by public health experts. I shouldn't have to fucking worry about this shit. I mean, like, we're mm. in a situation, I never knew this before, and I don't think I ever needed to know, that the flu shot gives about 40 or 60% protection, depending on the year about, and depending on yeah, the strain about and 60, things like that. About, yeah, about 60. Well, about, about 60 for someone like me, yeah. And I'll take those odds every time. I'll take yeah, those odds hey, the every flu time. the flu sucks. 
flu is but like, terrible, and at a certain age, it can kill you. So yes, so, absolutely. You know, so yeah, go and get a shot because sixty percent, you take it. You take that every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And look, when it comes down to all these sort of numbers, all these figures, I do agree. We need to have the data, but I also say I don't want to fucking know it. Um, you know, we're doing the podcast and that's fair enough, but in my everyday life, I don't want to be an armchair virologist and I shouldn't have to be one (laughs) because it's not my place. It's just not. I should just Mm. have a really simple thing from public health organizations saying, this is what we figured out and I can go along with it. And I think like this whole thing, like doing your own research. I mean, why we pay people to do this? Like let the science nerds do it. Like fuck's sake, that's their jobs. Scientician's job. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you get the jab, you might still get COVID and you might be able to spread it to others, but you're unlikely to do so because it reduces transmission and you're unlikely to wind up in a hospital or even severely ill. You're going to have a bit of a cough for a day and it's going to be annoying. And it's really frustrating to watch this because anti-vaxxers rail on and on about how amazing their immune systems are, flogging all these (laughs) immune-boosting supplements. Well, that's what the COVID fucking vaccine is. It's an immune-boosting supplement. It's just specifically targeted to COVID-19 with the spike protein. And like, you know, it just it's it is exactly what they keep on trying to spruik in their supplement stores. It's an immune system booster. Yeah. But it's not yeah. the one they want because they have a cult-like approach to hating vaccines. Why? Oh god, where would I start? Well, it's, I mean, yeah, it's, we've, we've been through this, you know. It's all about the grift, as you say, you know. It's a, it, 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 it's a really interesting parallel you've drawn there, and, and it's absolutely correct too, by the way. So so here we have a clinically tested immune-boosting supplement as a vaccine, yep. Yep. and they're, they're saying, you know, well, uh, uh, immune systems can, you know, we, we, we can generate all that sort of stuff if you buy a tub of our dubious shit. That's it. Untested and fucking ridiculous. And look, let's face it, while they love to say that everything's fine, recently people went to hospital because alkalized water was fucked. People have been having seizures mm. from taking too much essential well, oils. Don't no tell oversight. me your shit's safe. Mm. It's not fucking yeah. tested. So, no you know, yeah. yeah, it's really frustrating. So, <laughs> and look, this is the thing that's really frustrating and it's really tricky because we've got people who are fully vaccinated who are being advised to adhere to social distancing and mask rules, even though they're vaccinated. And this sends such a mixed message. You know, you see Biden, who's fully vaccinated, wearing masks on TV and stuff. And people are like, why the fuck's he wearing a mask? Isn't he fully vaccinated? And this is the thing. I mean, you know, this sends this mixed message. But if you just know that, Having the jab means that you will be safe from serious, serious, serious consequences of, vaccine, and of, of COVID. Yeah, <clears throat> being, and that's being, great. You know, banged up in ICU or indeed hospitalised. Yep, yeah. in a fucking induced coma with a ventilator on. Like, yeah. this is ridiculous. So the anti-vaxxers just push these ridiculous conspiracy theories attached to this because, of course, they're aiming for the lowest hanging fruit in society. That why do you have to wear masks and socially distance if you're vaccinated? Well, that's a question you can answer really easily because you can still transmit it. You can still catch it. Mutations can happen as a result. While all of these things are much lower than if there was no vaccination schedule, I can answer your question. It's real simple, but they're not asking a question. They're making a statement as if they're asking a question because they want people to doubt public health measures and that doubt like you say it leads back to the grift at the end yeah. of the day like that gert fucking guy the um the dutch guy who was saying that the uh the vaccine was bad had his own vaccine wakefield said the mmr vaccine gave you autism oh and he had his own vaccine that he was trying yeah. to sell yeah surprise that's right. fucking surprise 
Yes. And look, I did notice, uh, by the way, that the World Health Organization have now approved the uh, Sinovax, uh, the Chinese uh, uh, vaccination program. And that means that there will be a greater rollout. I mean, regardless of what you think about the geopolitics of the place at the moment, there will be a greater and swifter rollout. And I guess guess the Chinese will, you know, the the PRC will will use it as a sort of propaganda tool too. But, but yeah, that's a really good piece of news for for, uh, the the vast majority of us. The developing world, really. Yeah, yeah, that's right. For the vast majority of us who want to see a global rollout on this sooner rather than later. Yeah, and yeah, and, and, and like I must say, the conspiracy theorists are strange like that. They'll they'll be stoked with this one for some reason because you never fucking know what they're up to. Well, uh, well, you know, vaccine passports. I mean, let's that's that's sort of been touted at the moment. It's part of a EU, pol- EU policy, European Union, European Union. The the uh, the UK Johnson has sort of hinted at it. So vaccine passports, and this is just for travel, but there will be vaccine yep. passports for basically movement for some time. Uh, and yep. we're not just not, not talking about international uh, travel, for example, although that will be a thing for sure. Um, but uh, but it might be just in, in your normal social life, uh, in yep. your normal working life. Um, yep. The vaccine passport will be a big thing. Yeah, and this is going likely. to turn, this is going to this is going to break their fucking minds. This is going to fuck yeah. them up because they will they will go down the deep state controlling our lives, you know, you know, Nazism's communism that sort of stuff, and we'll be forced to have a. Otherwise, you know, we won't get our vaccine passports and so forth. Yeah, but it's a blah blah blah. Though. They're not fucking you know, like- eight year old children. They're, you know, I mean, basically, actions have consequences. I don't know where yeah. this whole business of action having consequences got lost but it seems yes. to have in in anti-vaxxers who seem you know who seem to think well I'll, I'll do whatever i like okay but yep. these are the fucking consequences yeah you, know, yeah. you could and this get is the sick. situation you will have your your movement limited because you've chosen yeah and it's not a matter of punishing anti-vaxxers for being anti-vaxxers. It's not a matter of society going out of control. It is just no. a way of mitigating the impending doom that these people are creating by yeah. being fucking stubborn in what is one of those things where everyone has be, has to participate. You know, you can't just pick and choose your fucking moment. And, like, look, the people who well, do you decide- can, but there are consequences this- for that. You know, there are consequences. Well, the I mean, consequences- there are consequences for every time you basically take a step in life- and this is just another step. So if you decide that you're going to take yeah. another pathway, understand that there are consequences to that. That's not just that you're going to infect children, but you will that you will suffer. Yes. Uh, you, that you are likely to have, well, you will have a heightened risk of infection, serious illness, and yep. death if you choose not to vaccinate. Yep. It's pretty straightforward. And you can't die at the pub because no one's going to let you in. So. Yeah. yeah, it is. And that's the thing. Like, I just really think that this is going to be a very big turning point with being a country that has not been exposed to COVID like others have. We are going to open the borders at some point. I think they were saying mid to late 2022, which is a, a while away, but the time will fly. And yeah. in that situation, when those doors are opened and we are fully vaccinated as such, those who decided that they will never take the vaccine like your Pete Evans types are going to have to accept the fact that COVID-19 is going to run wild through the community and those who are vaccinated are going to have a bit of a cough and those who are unvaccinated are going to risk death now one thing they're very lucky about 
is there will be reduced transmission as a result of the, the vaccine. So if someone yes. catches COVID-19 from a vaccinated person, the viral load will be lower and they will have less chance of having a serious illness. But certainly more than if they were vaccinated. And the anti-vaxxers are going to see some scalps because those who genuinely decide that they will not get vaccinated will see their friends die. And in that situation, your medal has to be pretty fucking strong not to get vaccinated. But the thing that I'm guessing, because these people are such fucking liars, is you're going to see a lot of anti-vaxxers, even like, you know, public ones, who get the jab on the sly and say, look, I never got it. Oh, yeah. It's a hoax. It's yeah, a hoax. Yeah, yeah. I never yeah. got it. Look, oh, it's be, only just a it's a weak cough. There will be there'll be quite a lot of very sneaky vaccination. We could we sort of could talk oh, yeah. about vaccine hesitancy as a separate group and a probably a much larger group uh, in the yeah. community that some people are vaccine hesitant. And but and they're I changeable. Think those people, yes, with the right information, with the right sort yep. of public information, with the yep. sort of sense of, oh look, in order to go forward we have to do this. I think those people yep. can be can be uh, can be Brought persuaded. Around. A large large Big group time. of that sort of vaccine hesitant can be persuaded in time. You know, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, and like things like vaccine passports and stuff like that yeah. will have a difference. I mean, you know, you had the situation where Krispy Kreme would give you a bloody, you know, like a donut. But now you've got a situation where in New York, they're planning to give, uh, you know, free tickets to baseball games and have yeah. separate stands. <laughs> and the Major League Baseball, is actually, there will, have a, there will be vaccin- vaccinated and unvaccinated areas at Yankee yep. Stadium. Yeah, yep. and the unvaccinated will be social distancing, Ooh, masks mandated, the, the whole bit, you know. The fucking the- bleachers. You wouldn't want a hot dog from uh, from around there, would you? Yeah, you wouldn't yeah, want a red it. hot from the anti from the. Uh- <laughs> that hot dog water is just going to be just seething with the virus. So uh, yeah, so it's really it's really interesting that, and you will see more of this, of course. And we, you know, we, we talk about airlines. Yeah. It's a fairly straightforward thing. I mean, if Qantas, for example, all they've got to do is change their ticketing terms and conditions, and say you've yeah. got to be vaccinated to be on board one of our flights. International, sure. Domestic, I'm going to say they will, and <clears throat> and that means. I don't know, you're up for a fucking long drive if you if you're planning yeah. on travel to Perth and you and you have chosen not to vaccinate, then yeah. uh, good luck. Rack up those. Well, kilometers. they might have an, un, an unvaccinated uh, plane every day. You know, you've got like a, a plane full of unvaccinated people, <laughs> but they'll be wearing masks and they'll be socially distanced, and their plane tickets will cost twice as much because there'll be half of the people on the plane. These are the sort I, I, of I mean, measures that will come that's, in. I guess that's possible. I, I actually don't think it will be. I mean, I, I think it's a really straightforward, legitimate thing, and it, it and it also diminishes uh, companies like like uh, the aviation companies, for example, and it diminishes their li- their public liabilities. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and so they'll say, this is why we're doing this. And if you don't like yep. it, hey, you yep. know, charter Piss a off. jet. Yeah, 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 that's it. And, like, that's the thing, because I think it's really interesting. Stefan Kesting brought this up um, in his interview last week uh, yeah. where – Israel have these um, these green passes, which are just like an app that basically says if you're, you're vaccinated yes. or not. There's a purple pass if you're not. But what's happened there is that because the vaccine rate in Israel is so high, yeah. they're not checking it anymore. Well, this is about anecdotal 80, from- About 80%. About 80%. Yeah. And like mm. they've got to the point where like you go to a restaurant where technically they're meant to check you and technically there's meant to be two different sections of vaccinated and unvaccinated, all that sort of stuff. Mm. But at the end of the day, 
because the vaccine rates are so high and because it's really not a problem anymore, they just wave you through. And this is the thing. The vaccine passport is an interim measure for a situation that we're planning to see the end of. And the the conspiracy theorists rely on the idea that this is never going to end. Show us your papers, please. You know, know, like from from a sort of nut. Nazi movies. That's the sort of that's the impression they're getting. What we're talking yeah. about really here is something that will be temporary, perhaps last less than a decade, and that's the way basically people will move around and congregate in groups uh, domestically and and, uh, and and overseas. I mean, well, who doesn't want to go? I don't. Want, I want to go to the Caribbean. I want to go right fucking now. And yeah. And, I mean, I can't go right now, but I want to go very, very soon. So, yep. so um, uh, in order to do so, I just want, um, I want, I'll, I'll be getting vaccinated. I'll be fully vaccinated in six weeks, and and then oh, yeah. I hope the rest of the planet rolls out. I mean, yeah. and, and the and the waivers, the um, the IP intellectual property waivers, they're very, very significant things. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, and like one of the things that's really interesting is that we reported on this before. Vaguely in the whole India thing, where that really gave me the shits away. COVID deniers were pretending India wasn't happening, and yeah. the way in which India is, you know, sort of begging to be able to make vaccines, and the World Trade Organization and the developed countries are saying that if they were to waive the patent just for this, it would stifle innovation, stop the profit motive for those who want to start, you know, making these sort of products. Fuck off, mate. You can make so many boner pills and make a goddamn fortune. There's a fucking pandemic. Just give them this one thing. AstraZeneca mm. apparently aren't even making a fucking profit on this. I believe the main issue is things like Pfizer that weren't even a part of Operation Warp Speed and are completely privately done. And to be honest, the Pfizer one, as much as I hate to say it, it's the better shot. I'm waiting for it. I like nice things, but well, it's yeah. bullshit, you know? Like, it's it's ridiculous. Just fucking wave it for a bit. It, it, it'd be so nice to see Johnson & Johnson and Moderna rolled out in Australia too. I mean, in fact, rolled out around the world. And, I'll take um, Moderna. J&J is not mRNA. It's, it's not the good shit. It's, it's you know, it's, it's the old secondhand shoes. But <laughs> yeah, Moderna seems pretty sweet. But, like, the thing yeah, there is, like, good. so, but the US have backed the, um, the, the patent waiver and fucking mm. Germany have come out against it. Fucking Germans. Well, yeah, so we, I guess we, that's the BioNTech... We, we did talk about this in our, in our news uh, item, uh, I think, last program, uh, and um, and the Australian government's response to the trade minister was, "Oh no, yeah. we don't think so." And as soon as the US said, "Yeah, we're going to knock them, we're going to we're going to we're going to urge the patent waivers for vaccines," they went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah we're all for that." You know, it's basically because yeah, yeah, they're spineless cowards. Yeah, yeah, it's whatever. But basically, whatever the whatever the US does, we sort of follow two steps later. Yeah, but only Dad after says. having made embarrassing mistakes in the meantime. So yeah, so you know, the vaccine waivers are really, really big. Now, look, one thing we need to talk about because you know this is looming in an Australian context with a federal election sometime late this yeah, year, or possibly yeah, yeah. next. Yeah, fair. It has to be held. I think within ten months mm-hmm. of yesterday, really, and um, and and so there's yeah. there's, uh, there's going to be a tilt at the political world, a tilt at uh, at uh, yep. being elected, which is it's not going to end well. Oh, yeah. 
just. They, I mean, they're going to find out how unpopular they are. Yeah, which I love the idea of because, you know, you can see it on paper. Like, you know, they really do. And you can see, and we'll be covering her later. I think we, we talked about this earlier. We should do one on um, on Reignite Democracy because they are a fascinating organization. We are looking at Monica- We're going to have a look at RDA and I reckon we'll uh, we'll have a crack at them next week. But yeah, oh, Monica we'll stick Smith. the fucking boot in. She's, she's an operator. She's yeah. very good. You know, like as well, much as I, you know, the, the imagery is cringy, but she's persistent. Her messaging is on point. She makes a lot of alliances. Like she basically set up Craig Kelly's Telegram because he's, you know, technically illiterate. And she's basically posting on behalf of Craig Kelly now. And that's just amazing because she's t- taken this guy who they're pumping up the profile of in the conspiracy universe and then using him as another platform to disseminate more RDA shit. Like, I would be angry if I wasn't so impressed. And, you know, but then you've got like the IMOP, the Informed Medical Options Party, who are like the anti-vaxxer group. And they mm. are way, like they've been around for a lot longer, but yeah. they've got nothing on the way Monica Smith just absolutely fires rockets into the crowd. Yeah, I, I, I just don't see an electoral response in any sense significant nah. levels. I mean, basically, nah. we're going to see, you know, IMOP was around 1.6% of yep. the uh, federal Senate vote, and so tiny numbers. And I know it wasn't a red-hot issue in 2019 because the pandemic had not yet hit us, and there may well be uh, a number of, well, let's say of our current minor parties who take this on board. Hello, Pauline Hanson's One Nation. Yeah, you know they just well. Malcolm Roberts, he really wants to pull the trigger but then again um, you know but one nation are a sort of 10 percent party and as we can see here i mean like the no mandatory vaccination party who actually say no mandatory vaccination in all caps on the ballot paper yeah, no it's not yeah. a thing it's just not a thing it's they got 1.6 percent in the recent western australia state election now western australia is full of lunatics state elections often have you know your wing nut yeah. sort of parties on the ballot that you just sort of vote for anyway and no mandatory vaccination is not something they have to you don't have to think twice about that. Basically, I don't like mandatory vaccination. I'm voting for that. They have polled, they have polled One Nation in WA, which tells me that One Nation, uh, look, yes, you're right, there, there are often sort of oddities in state election results that, that are not reflected yeah. in, in uh, subsequent federal elections. But uh, it tells me that Paul Hanson's One Nation's got some problems, big problems going on a federal yeah. election. Oh, big time. And co-opting this stuff they can do with those votes. Yeah, maybe they'll they'll tilt towards the anti-vax thing just to make them relevant, would, make themselves relevant somehow. But as it stands, you yeah. know, they could be looking at obliteration at, at, at the next federal. Oh, totally, and so they fucking should. I won't miss them for a second. Oh, no, I'd be fucking crying about their disappearance. Lawrence Fox. So, like Lawrence Fox, uh, this actor in the UK, I'd never heard of him before this. Um, yeah. You know, he had a huge amount of free press from the because uh, he was, you know, being a big firebrand oh, and you know yes, making no, mass yeah, exemptions yeah. and stuff. Yeah, he's mm. fucking scum bag basically mm. had this like massive blank check from this super wealthy Brexit guy and all this delusion of success saying he was going to be the next mayor of London and you've got no, to go yeah, with these things right. with confidence but I think he genuinely believed it I think he really did it's and- always really funny to me to watch people who are just minor league players think they're going to be elected sticking their chests out and just can't wait to see those votes roll in and when they do yep 1.8% <laughs> He got, yeah, 1.8%. 1.8%. That's not good. Yeah. That is not That's good. That's not great, mate. That's got to be a it's devastating just not blow to your political ambitions, doesn't it? Well, it should have well, been. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be the end of them. I mean, yeah, you know, right. it is the adverse reaction to a vaccine of your political ambitions. That is a blood mm. clot on mm. your plans. Mm. Um, so, you know, look, 
at the end of the day, people think that playgrats are shitty people on the wrong side of history. That's and right. these sort of electoral numbers are explaining that in fucking black and white. People aren't voting for you because they don't agree with you and they think you're a bunch of assholes. It's pretty that's- simple as that. I am absolutely sure that that's what we see. There might be a sort of a little bit of a bump, but uh, but nothing yeah. sustainable uh, nah. electorally, and and these people are going to get a fucking rough education on just how unpopular they are. Yeah, well, that's Pete. Yeah, Pete, of course, who's been who's been invited to join the Senate. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and look, and and, and they never getting, gets old. You know, I mean, you know, there, there is a battle going on, and it's a serious battle, and they're getting in some yeah. case, well, they're getting in some cases some sort of major media figures to come on board. Yeah, I saw Tucker true. Carlson from Fox News, that lunatic. Oh, that was bad. And yeah. uh, he's he's he basically inciting people to harass parents in public if they mask their children. Yeah. You know, walk up and start yeah. annoying people. Yeah, and, and, and call and, the cops and, and wait till they get there. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, what the fuck is that? Carlson says they are. They, those parents are guilty of child abuse. Child abuse. Man. I mean, I mean, it's just it, madness. Uh, like, if you sit there and you say that this is child abuse, which really is a big red flag for people for good reason, it's bad. And then you say you have to call child protective services, call the police, and wait till they mm. get there. Well, some people don't exercise that kind of patience. But what this does do when you've got someone like Tucker Carlson, who's seen as a legitimate voice of reason, haha, <laughs> uh, on the television, and he basically says to you, "Go out and fuck shit up." And at that point, it's just yeah. like the insurrection that where Trump said, go storm the building, haha, just kidding. Because this is legitimizing public harassment campaigns of people who think that masks might be a good idea. And that's just dangerous as fuck. I just, <laughs> I, I just yeah, look, know. It, 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 it's totally nuts. And and our chief competitor in the in the, uh, in the the podcast business, Joe Ragan. Oh, uh, yes. You know, we'll take him down. Watch your back, we, we, Joe. We're coming to yeah. get him. We're coming yeah. to get him. That's right. Uh, and quite seriously, Spotify, maybe you should be thinking how much fucking money you're paying this clown because, yeah. well, if he's not an anti-vaxxer, he's, he, he makes a lot of fucking noises uh, that yeah. he is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he brings on a lot of fucking anti-vaxxers too. And he's got this idea of being balanced. Balance my fucking ass. He brings on controversial figures and he lets them run their mouths off and then goes, oh, my God, that's so interesting. Like, no, it's yeah. not. It's misinformation and yeah, you peddle I, I, it. I, I like, mean, it's – in a sense, it's even more infuriating than than your you know your rabid anti-vaxxer. There's this kind of I'm just trying to give you uh, two yeah. sides of the story yeah. bullshit. Fuck he's an ivermectin off. guy, so he's probably yeah, got he a, he's got a scalp you know as as clear as Craig Kelly's you know not a not a, <laughs> not a louse to be found on his on his noggin. Um, but yes, he's uh, been yeah, talking about he, ivermectin as an effective treatment for he COVID. He did, yeah. P.S. It's fucking not. Right, there's yeah. not a clinical trial. I don't know why people why it's so hard to understand what a clinical trial is. Is a clinical trial goes through a number of procedures, and that is one, two, three clinical clinical tests with large groups of people with uh, large uh, large uh, um, 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 placebo uh, sections within it, and 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 the data collected, analysed, and then published. That's what a and clinical trial is. It's not just some shit that Craig Kelly has found on the interweb, you know, or yeah, Joe Rogan. It's not for just that like s- some fucking doctor who's just like you know treated twelve patients with ivermectin, none of them died, and then put out this bullshit preprint on some random thing, and then Craig Kelly puts it up and goes, "Checkmate! 
ivermectin skeptics and you're like no no checkmate how are you this confident like just quiet the fuck down look mate to be perfectly honest i'd i'd love to give craig kelly a game of chess <laughs> I, I reckon he'd, he'd probably think it's checkers and just try and jump over your bishop um yeah well you um, know while you're moving in for a checkmate move Look, finally, we want to get to this is a, this is a, a really interesting theme, and, and Joe and I got different views about it. And uh, a vaccine injury damages scheme, an insurance scheme, yeah. if you like, um, yeah. where well, there's compensation uh, at least. Where compensation is offered for some people who do have serious adverse effects from the vaccine. And really, let's get this yep. right. Um, yep. What you're talking about, Joel, is some form of insurance scheme, be very limited, be very low cost, where if someone did suffer yeah. severe adverse reaction, they would be compensated through this scheme. Um, now, we don't yeah, have it in this country, do we? at least. We, there, is, there is no. No, we do in the States. Here. Injury there's damages a, scheme. There's a vaccine court the there, and they've yeah. they've given out quite a bit of money. They just have to prove on balance that the vaccine caused a thing. And honestly, a lot of times they end up. And this is something the anti-vaxxers use. They like they love this. They're like, why is all this money been paid out? And honestly, if you've got a good lawyer, then you can prove on yeah. balance that I mean, a lot of things are linked to vaccines, and you can get yeah. away with quite a bit. But oh, hey, well, look, a, you know, it's a highly litigious society. I mean, it's it's well, it's yeah. not a very good example. Um, of how to conduct these sorts of things. Now, you, you, you yeah, say, quite, I, I think, agree quite, with you on that. Quite reasonably, that if you had this, I mean, look, in the Australian context, in the Australian legal context, um, the the hoops that you'd have to go through as a claimant would be pretty significant. You know, yeah. you, it, you can't you just turn mean, up with a sore elbow. Yeah, you can't just, I mean, look, I'm feeling a bit crook, you know, ever since I had the yeah. medal. I've got this rash on my scrotum, and and sit back and wait for your four million dollars to arrive. It's, yes, it's just yeah, not exactly. going to work that way. Personally, no. I think given the levels of adverse reaction in a twenty-six million population as Australia's is, you, you, you're probably talking about people with severe reactions. Yep. Less certainly less than a hundred people who'd be making uh, a claim yeah. of, of I'd say serious one two hundred people. Yeah. Because, well, like, you know, there's people who uh, will die, which is I mean, awful. I think and how do you depends. compensate that? I mean, and I think if you have these schemes, you'll, because you have schemes like this, as we've found in the United States, you're going to find more that, 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 that claimants will come forward because, you know, there, are, there yeah. are people who spend their lives walking around in supermarkets, slipping and, you know, acting <laughs> like they've slipped and fall and, and basically making a quit yep. out of that. So my yep. view is yeah. that um, uh, rather than a sort of insurance scheme, um, uh, given the very small numbers of, of likely serious adverse reactions, the Commonwealth can carry that liability uh, and, uh, yeah. and and it would just be open to common law as to whether people could could uh, exercise their rights and sue, sue, yeah. the, sue the Commonwealth over a whole raft of things. I mean, you know, one thing we yeah, could like say about the Yeah, like a tribunal or something. Yeah, well, one, well, I mean, basically, I don't, I, you know, you, you know, <laughs> you don't want to create sort of lawyers' picnics, and, and as my friends yeah. in the law say, hey, <laughs> what's wrong with that? Um, <laughs> um, but, 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 but basically, uh, yeah, you don't want to create too many hoops. Common law is pretty tough, but but we are talking about a very small number of, uh, of, of potential claimants. And I think any sort of organised scheme is going to lead to a lot of 
rorting and potential rorting anyway, and you'd have to make it so hard. And there's always rorting. No, oh, people. Yeah, people will rort. But like I just, I expect this sort of stuff. They will, they will, and they will, they will take the piss. But at the end of the day, if you have to take two weeks off because of a blood clot from the AstraZeneca shot, I reckon you should That's... be compensated not only for the fact that it was unpleasant, but just just for the fact that you couldn't go to work. I mean. And I don't care if you're unemployed, give them, you know, give them $10,000, you know, make it so as if you get an adverse reaction, you're upset about it, but then you think to yourself, oh, but I'll get a nice new car. Like, that's a win. If give them something, if you know. If you're throwing out, if you're throwing around 10 grand uh, for people to take a couple of weeks off, mate, I think there'll be quite a few claimants for that one. Uh, and they might not all be all, all that genuine, but we can't dwell any longer on the morass of deadly stupidity that is the anti-vax movement because now it's time for another anti-vaxxer. He's Australia's oh. most famous practitioner of the stupid, a brain yep. genius who is flat out tying his shoelaces. But he's here and thank God because, quite frankly, this program would be lost without him and this segment would be a hollow shill reduced to five minutes of awkward silence. We won't be dumbstruck because he's here every week, and every week is a very big week in the week in Pete Evans. All right, another week has passed. Another Huge week. Huge big week in Pete Evans. Just generally just tracking the downward spiral of his grasp on reality. I mean... Is it hasn't been good for a while, but it just keeps on getting, getting just worse. Yeah. worse and worse. I mean, the guy contradicts himself. It's weird. It's just weird. I don't know. Like maybe he should follow his own Telegram feed. So sadly, he is actually being helped along with this by the mainstream media, who oh. of course he loves to whinge about and doesn't trust until they say something that he likes to hear. And due to the fact the anti-vax trash gets great engagement, various <laughs> shitty mainstream news sites have been giving huge nods to anti-vax bullshit with sketchy mm, vague headlines on yeah. potential adverse reactions. They're fucking yeah, loving same, it. The Daily Mail. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, yeah. you know, person who was vaccinated Get was hit by an elephant. fucking shit together. I noticed a, a really nasty headline from Channel 7 as well. Get yep. your shit together, people. This is important. Yeah, yeah. Just put down the fucking knife for a while because yeah. clicks aren't everything. Mm. We live in a society, you fuckheads. Anyway, so basically he's blathering on about vaccine passports like they actually mean anything and hawking his usual shit with meek attempts to sell his woo bullshit. It's actually not a hardcore grifter and something I kind of like about Pete. Like he's full of shit, sure, and he definitely sells stuff, but he's not like David Avocado Wolf who is a legit con artist and just seriously takes advantage of idiots. But Pete believes his own bullshit for better or worse and probably also thinks that everyone's on 250k a year and can afford his fucking nonsense. Oh, man. $50 bath salts? Yeah, that's He's, fine. He, he just he doesn't like the paws. That's it. No, I mean, no, the, the, the really paws doesn't. are not his friend. <laughs> no, no, definitely not coming to his fucking retreat. Yeah, mm. that's just no. Nah. So basically, anyone worth knowing has a lot of money and he's got the solution to all their problems. Great. Yeah. Well, he's been sharing some really shitty, shitty people and giving platforms to awful people as usual. He's really got into Ron Watkins and, of course, he's always been to QAnon, but... Ron Watkins doing his little weird Telegram Q post. Pete just can't help to share them. I don't think he knows what they mean, though. Uh, I don't think Ron knows what they mean either, to be honest. So, <laughs> in this sort of situation, Ron is speaking in this sort of Q style of code, making this sort of vague imagery. Pete just slaps it on his Telegram and lets the comment section go wild with ideas <laughs> of election fraud and various just ridiculous theories. Um, but the thing is interesting. I've, I'm seeing how Pete likes Q so much and likes Ron 
because they're both really fucking vague. So, you know, like they're sort of birds with a feather like that. That's It's really cute. So, you know, mm. maybe they found each other. Good mates. Maybe he'll have them on the fucking podcast. Because he had Christiane <laughs> Northrup on his stupid podcast. Critter actually oh. talked about Christiane much. But she is one of the disinformation dozen, uh, yeah. which the Center for Countering Digital Hate, uh, they made 12 people out as being yeah. responsible for two-thirds of digital bullshit about vaccines. I think she's very close to the top of that 12 too, yes. Um, responsible for a lot of that infertility claim stuff and trying yes. to convince people not to fuck vaccinated people. She's just mm. a despicable human being. So the fact that she's on Pete Evans' uh, podcast, oh, surprise, surprise. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's just it's just the kind of people he keeps company. And the other person, he's still keeping company. I would have thought after listening to our show religiously, he would have taken a bit of a hint saying, maybe you shouldn't be sharing memes from Tommy Robinson. He is a close friend of the program, as we all know. He, he really needs to listen in and just take the hint that this is not a good guy. I mean, like, Pete, we know you're a fuckwit, but are you that much of a fuckwit? Like, mm. are you seriously, like, chowing down on Tommy Robinson hot takes? Because that is about as close to being a Nazi as you can get without whacking on the uniform. And you've come fucking close, Pete. Maybe you should distance yourself from the extreme ultra-racist right. I don't know. Just maybe a career progression idea. Just, you know. So, look, Pete is still a huge piece of shit. And in lieu of any yes. hilarious stunts or, you know, incredibly misguided Nazi posts in the next week or so, I might have to start looking inward and I might start looking at the shit he's actually selling because I think there's probably there's got to be some funny shit in there. Not necessarily as funny as Gwyneth Paltrow selling a vagina candle, but there's got to be some good <laughs> shit in there. I've always thought that Pete Evans was a really valuable sort of canary in the coal mine for the kind of yes. anti-vax conspiratorial bullshit we should expect to permeate through Australian society. But at this point, it really is just the same rehashed, fashy, woo nonsense. I mean, look, Pete, this week, I'm giving you one star. Do better. Post better yes. content. Yes. Yes, Pete. You really do need to lift your fucking game, son. Absolutely. Uh, have a fucking listen to the program and uh, and start pulling your fucking head in. And you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider, Joel Hill. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And if you enjoyed our bullshit, throw us a five-star review on your podcast app. Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Crunchy Moses with a K. We've set up a Facebook page, which you can find fairly easily, and also a shitposting page. Just tap the name of the thing. We're, like, we're a unique name. You can find us anywhere. Yeah. But... On the flip side of that, promoting a podcast is easier said than done. We're a bit of a niche thing. Your friends are niche people. Tell them about the podcast. Tell your weird uncle how good we are. And then he can send us death threats because I haven't got one yet and I'm fucking not I'm not okay with it. Yeah, it's uh, it's nature's way of telling you you're alive, receiving <laughs> a death threat, and uh, we'd like to receive some. And finally, all feedback, tips, and death threats should that be sent time. to the conditional release program at gmail.com. That's the conditional release program at gmail.com with the the included. We would love to hear from it you, is. even if it's just to throw burlap sacks over our heads, bundle us into a van and take us into a labyrinthine complex deep below the earth's surface, operated by the deep state, and guys in white coats will stick needles in us and then let us go, kicking our bio warfare that will kill us all, leaving the planet to a new reign. The rule of the cockroaches, and frankly, listeners, it's about fucking time. Amen, brother. Thank you. See you next week. Thanks, guys. See you then.